Welcome to Bundesliga Recap, match day 13. The first game of this match day was between uh, Darmstadt and Cologne. Cologne ended up winning 1-0. Uh, Davy Selka in the 60th minute. Massive three points for Cologne. Second win of the season. They move out of the relegation uh, points and now on goal difference are ahead of Darmstadt. So huge relegation battle in this one. Big win for Cologne, especially away, and they deserved it. They were the better team. They had more shots. Uh, they had six shots on target compared to Darmstadt's two. Their XG was much higher. And overall, they played a lot better. In the first half, it, there wasn't really almost any attack at all. It's combined seven shots. And so it was really the second half where you could see uh, Cologne really took over. They sat a little bit farther back, but... Um, their attack was quick, and they played pretty well. Uh, from the corner, though, Davy Selka in the 60th minute, he does seem to find important goals. For Cologne, he's not been bad this season. Four, four of their very few uh, goals. They only have uh, 10 on the season, so he has four. This is a huge three points for them. Darmstadt continue to lack uh Offensive, uh, really talent. Honestly, Matthew Hornisak, he only has one goal as a striker. You have Aaron uh, Sedell, he's got he hasn't uh, contributed any uh, anything for goals. Tim uh, Shark, he's got three goals for them, but he's a lone player and he's their only player who has multiple goals this season. So that's pretty disappointing. And I'm concerned for Darmstadt based off of their lack of attack. This could really hurt them as the season goes on. Right now, I don't see them escaping uh, relegation because I just don't see any real attacking talent on this team that's going to be able to produce consistently. And you know, uh, for the opposite in Cologne, you know Stefan Baumgartner is going to get a defense squared away. So the fact that... um, well, that's going to happen. Plus, you're going to have um, Davy Selka getting some goals. And I do believe, well, because you have Florian Kynes, who's a veteran, who's got three goals on this season as well. And he's a Bundesliga veteran who will give you a decent amount of production. I think the key for Cologne in staying up will be their wingers. Uh, Linton Mayin, Mayina, um, he has not produced well. He only has one goal and one assist. And then Jan Dielman. 21-year-old, hasn't had a whole lot of minutes, but hasn't contributed anything so far. So, not the greatest start for their wingers, but if that can pick up, then I really do think this team can go far. But again, Eric Martel in the middle of the field, I think I mentioned him before, he's playing well. Again, 21-year-old, he definitely is being looked at by other teams, so continues to be a key player for them, man of the match, according to certain statistics. Moving on to Saturday... The game I thought I would be reviewing first was Bayern versus Union, but that was canceled due to snow. I woke I woke up expecting to watch this game. Found out it was postponed. I figured out it was snow. I didn't think it would be that much snow, but I mean, it seemed like it was way more snow than they were obviously expecting. And yeah, it just didn't look like there's any way for the game to go. So I don't know when that's going to be right now, but when it happens, I think... I think it's honestly better for Union that it doesn't happen, just thinking about it, because uh, they've got two draws in a row, and I think playing Bayern 
now would be a huge issue for them. Just because if they play Bayern now, I think they're going to get destroyed. And I think that would wreck some of the little momentum they have building right now. So, I think it's good for Union to get another week to relax, uh, work on the training ground a bit more with their new coach, and I think they'll be better overall. Um, since they knew they now have a new coach, Nadine uh, Bielka. He just joined from uh, Trabanaspor. Um, I I think he'll be fine. I just. I think it's a little weird that he, I mean, he doesn't have the coaching experience in top five league. So I don't really understand this higher. I think there was better and bigger names out there, but we'll see how it works. I don't know too much about his uh, playing style. I'll definitely keep an eye out on Union's next match and uh, watch some of his other games to see how he coaches. But I think it's a very interesting hire and I need to learn more about that. From Byron perspective, I don't think this is going to bother him too much. Just keep business as usual, and they'll continue to uh, grind out results. Uh, moving on to Bochum versus Wolfsburg. 3-1 win for Bochum. Huge, huge win for them. They get uh, three points. They move four points out of uh, the relegation spot. And they're starting to close the gap that was there. So from 11th to 12th is three points. And that there isn't a three-point gap over the entire course of the table except from Leipzig to Stuttgart. So, and Bayern to Leverkusen, but that's because Bayern is missing a match. It hasn't played a full match. So, I'm, so right now it's just because of that. Um, so I, I do think... Um, this gap could form, and it could really leave the teams at the bottom in that in the bottom group in trouble. But Bochum looked really good in this game. They definitely deserved the win. The first half they probably weren't the best. Second half they definitely turned it on. Um, not from the goals perspective though, but from watching it. So the first goal, um, Osterhag gets it in the 19th minute. Uh, Bernardo gives them the two nothing lead. Then for Wolfsburg's Fanberg, right before halftime, he gets it to 2-1. And then in the 87th minute, Antui uh, Ajdi uh, gets the final goal. And again, I, I've talked about him before. I think he's good. He just I, just, I don't know why he can't find end product. Last year, three goals, six assists. Not good production out of the amount of minutes he had. His first goal out of almost 500 minutes. So again, not great. But he took his goal well. But the, again, I still think it's concerning that they're not getting production out of their top, out of their strikers. In this game, Hoffman and Lusano plays the front two. Both don't get goals. So I think that's another disappointing part. Um, Osterhag in the middle. Uh, Lusano getting a goal and an assist, respectively. Uh, Stolger, uh, he gets an assist. Bernardo from uh, right back gets an assist. So again, good on that front, but still not super positive and then uh Jonas Wind uh he gets an assist for Wolfsburg so from a Wolfsburg perspective super disappointing match these are three points you need to pick up against a team that you definitely have more quality than and I think the most disappointing part is you love three goals to a team that hadn't that only scored 11 goals in uh 12 matches before this so I think that's really disappointing and I think their defense will have to look back at itself. And I, no one played well on, I mean, in the back. So 
I think that's a definite concern for Wolfsburg. Moving on, 2-1 win for Gladbach. Massive win. Play opened the scoring from the penalty spot. Veghorst in the 60th minute uh, equalized for Hoffenheim. And then Ngombo in the uh, 80th minute got the winner. Huge goal, I think, for Alessandro Plie and Ngombo. Uh, Plie gets his sixth goal of the season, continues to produce way more than he did last season. Last season wasn't the greatest for him. He only had two goals, nine assists, so 11 goal contributions. Already this season, he has eight, so I think that's huge. Um, but right now, he he's starting to get more goals, which is good. From this one, from the penalty spot, granted. But Nathan Ngumbu, um, this is his second goal of the season. He hasn't played a ton of minutes, but this is uh, his first start in a while. And uh, huge, huge contribution here. Massive three points for Gladbach. They're now 10th. Because, I mean, Glad was, Gladbach's goals are always to make Europe, or at least be in the conversation for the battle. So they're keeping pace with the teams above them. They're in 10th, but I definitely see them uh, going past Augsburg and probably past Freiburg as well. So I definitely think they can get in that conversation. Looking from a Hoffenheim perspective, not great. They're six, but they're dropping points and everyone's starting to catch up. So they're not on the greatest run of form right now. This is they haven't won since um, October twenty eighth, so over a month ago. So they definitely have a really reasonable match against Bolcom on Friday, and that will definitely be a huge factor because that's a winnable game one hundred percent. So we'll see how that goes. Leipzig get the win over Heinheim as expected, but not I would say with the most conviction. I mean not complete conviction on defensive side, but offensive side, I think it was as well as it probably could have gone. XG at four, which is really, really good. I think the biggest thing from this that I'm concerned about Leipzig is the finishing. Um, part of that is from uh, Openda. He looked, he got a goal in this game, so you have to give him credit on that, but he looked terrible. Like, he really did look terrible. It was on a penalty. But his finishing today was just super subpar. Uh, the 11th minute, he did get a shot on target, but again, a low percentage chance. But the first minute of the game, he should have scored. Um, he had a really nice chance uh, right outside the six-yard box that he really should have. He could really should have put in the back of the net. And even though he's scoring, I just feel like he's leaving chances out there. In the 88th minute, he probably should have had another goal. So he's leaving chances out there, and I don't know how much that's gonna hurt. Leipzig in the long run. Paulson gets a goal. That's huge for him. They need to just keep building. Um, and Josef Paulson, I don't un really understand what Marco Rosa's idea of him as being the starter is. I think there's more talent. I think uh, Benjamin Sesko, I think he needs more minutes. He has three goals compared to uh, Josef Paulson's two goals. Josef Paulson also, I believe, has way more minutes. And it just really does, for me, it just doesn't make sense. He is almost 700 minutes compared to uh, Benjamin uh, Sesko's uh, 310, and Sesko has more goals. So I, I just don't really understand why Marco Rosa is playing Pausen. And I think he's been fine connecting, but he only has one assist. So I just, I don't really know why he's he wants to play Pausen in front. That's, that's a big question I have. Uh, looking from this, from the... Uh, Heidenheim perspective, not the greatest game, but you'll move on. 
they get a goal out of their back line, also assist from the back line. So, I mean, it's not great seeing as that it was from a corner and but it was they they are creating chances obviously. But I think the biggest concern for Heidenheim was the defense in this game and I think that's cuz that's what they've so far they've been pretty decent defensively in games. So, but their offense has carried them at points as well. So, I think their defense needs to sure up a little bit, especially with this game. What they kind of got lucky with the finishing from Leipzig. Uh, not that it wasn't a worse scoreline. They're only two points out of sixteenth, and uh, three points out of seventeenth. So, still concerned. They're not on the greatest run of form at the moment, but we'll see how that goes. Again, they have another huge matchup against Darmstadt on uh, next match day on Saturday. So. I think that is going to be the key game for them. I mean, if they can get, and they have Mainz falling up. So these two games are massive. Actually, hold up. Let me scratch that. These next four games are massive. Darmstadt, Mainz, Freiburg, and Cologne. All four of these games, I think there's got to be at least seven points out of this one. Two wins and a draw or something like that. Because these are the these are the games you have to play well in for survival. So this is a huge stretch of games for Heidenheim and really tell you if they were going to stay up this season or not. I really believe that. Next game, Stuttgart, 2 nothing winners over Vetter Bremen. And I, I just don't understand right now, but Stuttgart seem like they're the, they're the team to beat. Like they're one of the top teams in the Bundesliga. Like with the amount, with the team they have, I didn't think so, but I, I did look at this a little bit more this weekend. And I was like, they actually have some smart, smart signings. So you have Alexander Nubel on loan from Bayern, comes in this summer. Huge. He's been playing super well for them. He's got five clean sheets and been one of the top goalkeepers in the Bundesliga. He played like that today. Dan Axel Zagadu, um, he's from Dortmund, super highly leveled talent. Everyone thought he was going to be super good. Didn't really pan out there, but has been fantastic for Stuttgart. And continue to be in this game. Maximilian uh, Middlestadt, uh, he's another signing. He's played super well at uh, left back, so that's another huge thing. And then you have uh, uh, the performance you would expect, but again, it continues to be the front two. Uh, Dennis Undav gets another goal. He's got eight this season, and uh, Surud Garasi, he's got sixteen. I mean, that's crazy. Well, I just want to look at this. Uh, Garassi has more uh, more goals than one, two, three, five teams. Five teams. That's crazy. Dennis Undav, you combine those two. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of goals for a strike partnership this early into the season, 24. So, I mean, the reliance on those two, very, very heavy. Because they've only scored 33 goals. But that's your front two, and they both have been playing super well. So right now, I don't I don't see Stuttgart going into a game as a massive underdog, really. Because they win this game with way more expected goals. Uh, with double the amount of shots on target as Vetter Bremen. So from a Stuttgart perspective, this game went as well as it could have. Three points, only five points off of Leverkusen. And now have built a five point cushion over Dortmund in fifth place. So I really think Stuttgart at this point in time, if they continue playing like this, could definitely see themselves uh, in the in the Champions League next year, at least in some Europe spot, which would be massive for the club. Champions League would be a crazy surprise. 
Moving on to Sunday's games, Mainz 0, Freiburg 1. Gregorich gets the all-important goal here. Massive points for Freiburg. It's also they're one of those teams that likes that usually has has at least been in recent times in Europe. Um, they are in Europe this year. They're in right now. They're in the Europa League. So uh, that's huge that they're uh, continuing to uh, get points because right now they're in eighth. So they're not looking super great. But if they can continue to play well. I think I think I think it'll be more positive because in this game not super well and I might really should have won this game if you look at all the stats 20 shots to 13 five on target five on target but the chance creation uh, for Mainz was way higher and the massive chances went to Mainz and they just missed them so and I think that's the big issue with Mainz is the quality so you have uh, Lucas Aruje um, the French guy, he played very well last season when he came when he came in. He was super hot. He got six goals, one assist, so he did cool down. But overall, that's much better than what he's had this season. He only has one goal. So, not been great, especially with his expected goals at over three and a half. So, that's, an, that's a definite issue for them. Uh, Jason Lee, he's got two goals this season. Again, not playing super well. Uh, Marco Richter, uh, he comes in uh, from uh, Hertha, again, not playing super well. So they just don't really have the attacking talent right now, and that's why they're sitting 17th. It's not because of their attacking output. I think they're getting chances, and I think eventually they're still falling, but you need the quality to finish it off, and I think that's going to be a huge issue for them as the season goes on. Looking at this from a Freiburg perspective, good overall game, too much relying on their goalkeeper. He played very well in this game and kept a clean sheet. So I think that's the issue. Their defense didn't look super great, but overall they get the win. And Gregorich continues to be super good this season. Actually, not super good. Sorry, that's the wrong person I have. But uh, he gets the all-important goal. This could be huge for him to start his season. Um, his expected goals are higher than that, so he's just not hitting exactly where he should be. And he's one of those players I'm not super worried, and I think he'll start to uh, – catch on, and I think he'll start playing much better. He's just one of those players that you expect to get more, and he's done it for so many seasons. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more. So, And then the massive game in the uh, match day, Leverkusen-Dortmund. Overall, Leverkusen should have won this game. They didn't, but they should have. They had uh, 23 total shots to Dortmund's six. Now, it's a little bit harsh on Dortmund. They played. They sat back more, but a lot of those shots came from outside of the box. A lot of them came from outside the box. Fourteen shots for Leverkusen outside the box. I think so. I think nine shots inside the box to five inside the box for Dortmund. So I think that's the more telling stat. Six shots on target for Leverkusen, two for Dortmund. So Dortmund not the greatest performance, but they get a point, and they most importantly for the title race, they take two points away from Leverkusen. So if Bayern could go beat Union whenever that is. I definitely think uh, this game will de will or this game will have a huge impact in the title race. Just because if Bayern get three points, then they'll let their level with Leverkusen, and that can because uh, in this title race where neither team is lost, I think it's 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 huge first who loses. So I think yeah, that's the massive thing. Augsburg uh, two, Frankfurt one. Um, 
Janssen uh, gets the first goal. Yag Ayugo uh, gets the second goal for Augsburg. And then uh, Frankfurt get an own goal uh, from Diamond uh, to get their goal. But they obviously it wasn't enough. So pretty evenish game. But more shots definitely to Frankfurt. But the quality of chances was much higher for Augsburg. So uh, quantity or quality beats quantity in this match. Uh, Dimitrovic also had a uh, penalty for Augsburg, so and they had a goal ruled offside, so they did deserve to win this game. They did play much better, so uh, definite definite boost in Augsburg's uh, uh, point total. That's their fourth one of the season. They're playing pretty well. They're ninth. Definitely did not think there would be a ninth. I think the most important thing for them is they're eight points away from the relegation spots, which is crazy to think 13, to the, 13 games into the uh, season. So I think that's huge. Looking at this from a Frankfurt perspective, it, it just continues to be the uh, no finish. They just have don't really have a finisher. Omar Murmush, he plays fine in this game, but not super great. Kevin Trapp saved a penalty, but it, it wasn't enough. I did want to go look at um, how these teams are playing in Europe, though. Um, and then I'll come back to that. I want to talk more about that Leverkusen Dortmund game as well. So this week, um, just to give a recap, Dortmund, uh, this has been super surprising, not playing super well in the Bundesliga, but they're in the group of death in the champions league and they're already guaranteed to be in. They're guaranteed to be in. And they're most likely going to secure the top spot as long as they get a draw or a win or keep their goal difference higher than PSG's. The, and PSG win, then they'll be top spot. So I think this is huge for Dortmund. They'll play a, likely a lesser team, but I, I mean, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. They've had huge, huge wins. They got um, a huge win against AC Milan, which they look the better team. Um, then you have uh, another, and they beat Newcastle 2 nothing. So they've just been so solid. And it's real. I think it's really surprising, and I think it's fantastic that they're currently going to go through. So I think that's huge. Bayern Munich, little bit weird that they do draw zero zero to uh, FC Copenhagen. Um, not a great performance from Bayern overall. It just looks super flat. No one was great. They had Greska playing at center back. Not the f I think the strongest lineup that he could have put out there, but he definitely didn't put a weak, super weak lineup either. So I think. Little bit really disappointing from Bayern, I think, overall in the Champions League. Not to get that point, but overall it's been a pretty cohesive Bayern performance. I mean, they've got currently have uh f thirteen points, guaranteed top spot, so still pretty big for uh, Bayern and I think I think there's a good chance uh they beat Man United and uh continued their unbeaten streak in the Champions League. But they'll be top spot. Advance. I don't think you'd expect anything less from Bayern, especially in the Champions League group stage when they've been so good. Union, different story. They're eliminated from Champions League play and most likely won't even go to Europe and they'll be finished fourth and be knocked out. Not the worst thing, I think. They'll play Real Madrid in in Berlin. Um, but yeah, I think Real Madrid is going to come in there and win. But I think it's not the worst thing. I'll tell you why, because it gives them more time to focus on the league, which they desperately need to, 
as they're in dead last. So I think that's the positive right now is they get more time to go focus on the league, which is massively important. So Union probably going to bounce out. Uh, Leipzig, pretty good performance, I would say. Their two losses are to Man City, so that's not surprising. I really felt in this last one they gave it up, though. I think that's the most disappointing part. Openda gets a double, 13th and 33rd minute, but then Holland, Foden, and Alvarez all get goals in the second half. I think that's the most disappointing part. It's not the fact that Leverkusen probably, or not Leverkusen, uh, Man City didn't deserve to win. It's just that it's disappointing that Leipzig gave up a two-goal lead. But they'll advance uh, second spot, already guaranteed. So not bad, pretty much what I would expect um, from Leipzig. Uh, we'll move on to the Europa League. Freiburg in Group A. They're second currently. Their goal difference, actually, I think there might even be, be first. I, I don't know what the goal, maybe they move the tiebreaker, but they have way more, way higher goal difference than West Ham. Maybe it's head-to-head. Um, I definitely think Freiburg going in, into their last match day, it will be huge against West Ham for that top spot because the second place player has to go into the playoff with the teams coming down from the Champions League. So you don't want to really be in that. But I think they definitely have a good shot to keep progressing in the Europa League as they've had dominant wins over Olympiagos and Bacatopolo. So huge. I think pretty good performances overall from uh, Freiburg. The other team in the Europa League, Leverkusen, 5-0 looking like Bayern, how they perform in the Champions League. Um, really dominant performances, honestly. Um, haven't been troubled. 14-2 to and goals, 12-plus goal differential. Secure top spot. So it, pretty much what you would expect from this Leverkusen team this season. Not super surprised how this season's gone for them, but overall for this Europa League, how this has gone for them, but overall pretty good. Uh, Europa Conference League, not great, honestly, for Frankfurt. Um, they're second to the table, and they're going to stay second as the points are already sorted out, but they're going to lose to a, a Greek team, Pauk. Um, they're the strongest Greek team, but still a great team, so I, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that Frankfurt haven't looked great against uh, decent competition because Pauk's won twice against them, so I think that's disappointing, and it's hard to beat a team twice, especially going into their stadium and with Freiburg's fans it's an intimidating stadium to go into so I think it was a little disappointing on that but I did want to go back a minute talk about the big game that happened um on Sunday Boniface and Ryderson both get goals but I think it was a really important it was a really important goal at the end, uh, 70th minute for Victor Boniface but I think it was more deserved from Leverkusen. They did take a lot of shots from outside the box but they still I definitely felt like at least deserved a point out of this game um, I think it's also huge that Ed Terzic gets a point out of uh, this game as well. Because he's got to get this team into the Champions League spots. Right now he's one spot away from Leipzig's spot. But I think Leipzig's a definite better team than Dortmund. Um, so I, I do expect Leipzig to make the gap bigger. I just don't know if they'll be able to catch Stuttgart in time. I think that's the bigger question. And they've obviously the season is so much more. We're not even halfway. So it's so much more to go. But this game... I th- watching the start, I definitely thought um, Dortmund had a lot more answers. But second half, Leverkusen definitely deserved the equalizer, and they came out swinging a lot more. So I I think I think overall, 
a little bit disappointing that Dortmund played so poor in the second half, but Leverkusen definitely deserved um, their equalizer. And I think Leverkusen a little bit disappointing that they don't finish off all their chances, but I also think it was a little telling that they started shooting from outside the box. So I think they might need to create higher quality chances against better opponents. And I think that's the concerning thing for Leipzig is the better quality opponents maybe it's a little bit harder for them and they haven't been playing as great against them. So they've been so dominant against the weaker opponents, but against a good Dortmund side, they draw, not bad. Thank you for listening to this week's Bundesliga recap. Have a great day. Bye.